0: Welcome back to Brain Body Movement, the podcast for those interested in everything, nutrition, training and mindset. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, and I'll be joined by my co-host, Brock. Today's episode, we laid out a blueprint to follow to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. We spoke about goal setting, habits to create goals, and ended with accountability. All right. Enjoy the show. Happy New Year,
1: and uh, welcome to 2023, Bradelaide.
0: Uh, Hey, Rocky boy. Happy New Year,
1: mate. Yeah, I hope all the listeners had a, a happy and safe- uh, Christmas spirit or New Year, and uh, maybe you're ready to get stuck into some New Year's resolutions. They tend to be quite common, but the failure rate is quite low. So, maybe we can give some tips for people of how to accomplish their New Year's resolutions.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think this is going out on the Tuesday just after New Year's. So, if you haven't started already, listen to this podcast and we'll give you a few tips on how to set some goals and make sure you're kicking some goals by the end of the year. Even if you have started, still worth a listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you have started, don't stop now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep going. So,
1: you want to talk about the, the leveraging of the fresh start
0: effect. Yes. So, the fresh start effect is basically when you know that – You've got, say, a Monday coming up when it's like a Saturday. You're like, now nah, I'll start on on uh, on Monday. That's the fresh start effect of like, all right, I've left that week. Now, it's a fresh new week ahead and I can set a goal and complete it because last week doesn't matter. Same with New Year's. New Year's is it's a new year, uh, new you, as they say. Um, so, that's a, a, another big fresh start effect where a lot of people – um we'll either go on a health or fitness journey um it's probably the biggest one out of out of all of the news resolution is around health and fitness um so we're going to give you some tips around that so 2022 is gone 2023 is your year so let's uh let's get stuck into it and make sure that we know that we're going to send you on the right direction instead of just fucking diddling along and not knowing where you're going and Going south instead of north, you know. Repeated, repeating the same things as last year and the year previous. And the year previous. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, if this is the first time you're listening, um, it's a good episode to start off with really and then you can go back to the backlog. Just make sure you're giving us a five-star review. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, so let's talk
1: about goal setting now. Most New Year's resolutions are around, oh, I want to lose five kilos, I want to lose 10 kilos, I want to do this. Goal setting is very important. So, they have to be specific and they have to be appropriate. So, rather than saying, I want to lose weight, be like, okay, I want to lose 10 kilos. It's a more specific Mm -hmm. goal and it gives you an actual target to hit. But they also need to be appropriate. I mean, if you're 47 kilos, your goal probably shouldn't be to lose 10 kilos. So, Mm -hmm. and they also need to be equally as difficult. So, they should be difficult but yet still attainable. So, Choosing the right goal is very, very important.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, they have to be difficult enough so you will attain it, but not so difficult that you won't. Yeah. So, And they can't be so easy either that you're just like, oh, this is is too easy. You just can't be bothered anymore. You kind of lose that self-efficacy of it kind of thing. So, just be mindful of like how easy they are as well. Obviously, we love kicking goals, making sure that they're, Easy enough to go, but like you need to be challenged, especially when your motivation is really high, and you can start creating these habits um, to get to get you forward, like moving forward. Or else, come you know February, it's uh, it's you're gone, mate. So yeah, yeah. So you did say you did mention about making
1: something too easy that it's it's not rewarding and and it, you don't get that pleasure from a- achieving a small goal. Now those goals do have their place. But you want to have that big long-term goal set in place of – I'll just use that example again of I want to lose 10 kilos. That's the long-term goal. Now you can have mm-hmm. these little short-term goals that aren't as um, rewarding or as, as pleasurable, whether it be through dopamine or whatever it may be. That, that spike aren't, isn't as rewarding. They, they will eventually lead you towards your long-term goal. So, you got to know the difference between short-term and long-term.
0: Mm. Yeah, exactly. Like have it not just having that long-term goal of, you know, I want to lose 10 kilos, like, because every day you wake up, you're going to be, like, disappointed because you haven't lost those 10 kilos yet and you Mm -hmm. won't be happy and you won't enjoy the process of this set goal, set news resolution, whatever you want to call it. So, that's why it is important to have some small and some large. So, then, because, like, just having one goal, like, you won't be happy until you've reached that goal. And... You'll just be miserable and then you won't do it again. And that's why most people, not most people, but like people fail because of that. So having that small goal there, that is attainable, but not so so hard that you can't get it. So you're getting these small wins and then that's the, the whole process. And that's why we talk about having that process goal instead of looking at the outcome goal because the process is what you're doing day in, day out. And you just have your little ticks of like, yep, this is what I'm doing. You know, I'm adding vegetables into my meals instead of taking away, say, sugar or whatever, because it's a bit better. It's easier to add stuff than it is to take it away, because then you don't feel as restrictive. You're like, oh, I'm actually adding some stuff. Like, that's you know, you're giving to the world and you're giving, you're nourishing your body instead of that restriction of I can't have this. And that's a not a good approach that we want because we want that more flexible approach than, than that rigid approach.
1: Yeah, so focusing on the process, I want to go back and touch on that. So you, you have your, your long-term goal in mind, we'll continue to use this, lose 10 kilos. So mm. a, a process goal may be, I want to hit a step target of 8,000 steps every day. Now that is a process of remaining active and yes, burning calories through that 8,000 calorie burn, but it's remaining active, it's doing something health conscious, which will help you progress towards... That 10k weight loss, or it could be, as you said, it could be okay. I'm going to track my calories for this first week of the year, and that is a process which will help get you towards that long-term 10 kilogram weight loss goal. Now, you want um, your goals to also be objective and subjective. So, 10 kilograms is yes, it's, it's a perfect number, but you could also have in there along the way another another goal of. Okay, I would like to squat 80 kilos or I'd like to squat 100 kilos and that can give you something to strive towards that has nothing to do with the weight loss goal, but it's another goal that again, getting towards that and the process of getting towards that squat, you'll Mm -hmm. achieve that squat goal, which will be rewarding and continue on with the process of that, that dopamine and okay, this is rewarding. And which can then again lead you to that ten kilogram weight loss. So it's all about ticking off these small little goals and this the, the process goals in order to reach the outcome goal, which is that ten kilogram weight loss that we'll continue to use.
0: Yeah. It's it's a great it's a it's a great way of doing it because it kind of takes the pressure off that big ten kilo goal when you've got other strength goals that you can see see results going into the gym. Um because sometimes like if you're new you may be building muscle and losing fat at the same time and your weight may be stable and it could be very demotivating to go oh i'm not losing the weight that i want but i'm getting stronger in set lift and that's when you're like okay i'm probably gaining muscle and i'm getting stronger that's great that's a great outcome right there and kind of just be objective of like i may not be losing this weight right now but i know that i'm getting stronger in these other set Goals that I've set, and that's why it's important to have more than just one goal, more than just a, a a long goal and a short goal. It's having these little small small goals throughout the year to reach you to your big big goal at the at the end of set time that you've that you've put to it, or else you you'll just. I think that's where people fail is like they've just got one goal, and it's a huge goal, and then they haven't put in processes or small goals in between it, and then. They just give up when motivation is really low so that motivation is high at the start of the year and then it starts to go down once you you hit your first roadblock and that's why it's important to have more than just one goal so you can keep moving forward of like, right right now, this goal isn't moving but this other goal is so I'm winning right now and that'll keep you motivated to keep going, to keep consistent because like we say, consistency is key when it comes to this kind of stuff and you will have setbacks but knowing that these other goals here are moving in the right direction and it's okay. Just take a deep breath and it'll come.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, there was something you said at the start of that that I want to double back on. So, you mentioned earlier about being flexible in your approach towards achieving your goal. But you mentioned that you may jump on the scale and your weight may be the same. So, let's say we've we've got this 10 kilogram weight loss goal. You may be flexible in the cause you may have this body image in mind that comes with this ten kilogram weight loss goal. Let's say you build some muscle and lose some fat at the same time, and then you're like, wow, I look significantly better than what I was. This is what I wanted to look like. And I thought that weight in particular was going to do it. So you can then be flexible in your actual goal because you you had this this image in mind and this composition in mind with that ten kilogram weight loss, but you've achieved it whilst at a heavier body weight. So be flexible with that goal and be like, okay, so the reason I wanted to lose this 10 kilos was to look a certain way, but I'm looking that certain way now and I haven't lost the 10 kilos, I can probably tick this goal off as achieved and then go, okay, what's, what's next? What do I want to strive towards next? Do I want to build some more muscle? Do I want to just go purely for fat loss? Do I want to go a strength-based goal? Do I want to get into powerlifting? You never know what the the opportunities could arise from, from there, but be flexible in your approach to the goal, but also be flexible in the actual goal itself you are a different person. I'm a different person I am now than I was just three days ago or whatever it is in 2022. I'm a different person now and I will constantly continue to be a different person. So your goals will shift and they shift throughout the year.
0: Mm. Yeah, that that's a really important point to double click on is knowing that you're going to have, your goals are going to change and your situation is going to change throughout the year as well. Like <laughs> you could mainly talking to females here is like you could fall pregnant and your goal would totally change. Mm-hmm. Like you may want to, you know. What do you mean massive... mainly talking to females? Yeah. Well, <laughs> How many males well. you know that are falling pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> talking to all the females out there that want kids, okay. So, yeah, things, goals will change and, and it's just having that flexibility throughout the year knowing that, okay, if something like this happens, then what's my backup plan? Or um, if if this goal isn't what I want in three months' time, can I can I lose that identity and go? All right, no. Right now I want this. Back then I wanted that, but my values have changed, my situation mm-hmm. has changed, or I maybe moved somewhere, or met someone, or or something. Because no shit, it's going to change, and yeah. that's why it's really important to be flexible in your approach. Because being so rigid and going no, this is my goal, this is what I have to do, leave me the fuck alone is not a healthy way and it's not the best way to approach set goals in your life because we don't fucking know what's going to happen. Like, we just had, you know, the thing that mentions not to be named like, <laughs> and, and it's just threw off a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, right now, coming into 2023, it's important to go, okay, shit like that might happen. Like... It's going to happen and it may happen worse for some people than others. And the research shows that being flexible in your approach will keep you going long term than trying to have this rigid restraint. And it's going to just put too much anxiety on you and it's going to just burn you out trying to keep such a rigid restraint on your set goal, which because you're not the same person that you were, you know, even like three days ago or three months ago or whenever you set it. So it's just important to have that mindset around okay i'm this is my plan right now. If shit changes, I need to adapt because we are adaption machines, and it's important to do that, just like your muscles will adapt to the resistance that you have on under the bar. We are adaption machines, and you need to be okay with that and I know it's hard for some people um but just hear it from us, you will go further if you have a flexible approach rather than a rigid one
1: absolutely. Absolutely now that's uh goal setting pretty much covered now one o one yeah that's so that yeah that's that's goal setting pretty much covered now, how you go about, we talked about the processes and achieving those goals, and I would like to think that habits play a big role in the process goals, so developing habits that will lead you to your long term goal, and those habits will be your your processes and enjoying the process mm. so Habits play a huge, huge role. And as humans, we are the sum of our collective habits, good or bad. So if we if you spend too much time scrolling social media, you may get a sore thumb and your head may be forward. I think it's called SMS, social like sunken neck syndrome or something. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah,
0: okay. I never heard of that, <laughs> but sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, just from people having their heads down, like your body will adapt. If you're constantly driving a truck as a truck driver and you have your right arm up, your body will adapt to that. So we want to look at habits that will go about creating the process. Now, the, the first key I would take is let's say you're already brushing your teeth of a morning or of a night. Stack something healthy that will get you towards your goal towards that. So, habit stacking is the point number one in terms of creating habits.
0: Yeah. it's It's a lot easier to add something on to something that you're already doing because like creating a habit out of thin air, you need that trigger for something. Like just think about, oh, it's bedtime. That's your trigger to go brush your teeth. So that could also be a trigger to do some air squats or every time you get to the toilet, do some air squats. Probably, probably don't do that one, but you know what I mean? <laughs> um, like at a certain time, you know, you wake up, you probably have your coffee. That's, that's just a habit ingrained in you. So you could be as soon as you have your coffee, go do some exercise or, you know, right before bed, read a book. Just find things that you're doing already and then, Add on healthy habits from that. So, say we do that 10-kilo analogy again of like losing 10 kilos. All right. And we so, we want to add some vegetables. So, every every meal that you have, you have some sort of veggie or fruit with it. So, you're like, all right, whenever I'm making a meal, I've got to make sure that I'm having veggies on it. That's habit stacking on top. So, like you're already eating your food. So, every time you eat your food, you got to make sure that you're having some veggies on there or some sort of fruit with it. And that's just adding and nourishing your body and it you're already doing it so it's just like creating that habit around it of like because you want to make it so easy that it's just going to get ingrained again like it's just molded in with your normal habits because like going oh, i'm just going to run at 7 35 a.m every morning it's just like oh you know <laughs> what are you gonna i can do like set an alarm yeah that may be a trigger to go for a run but it's going to be a lot harder than like all right, I'm just going to go for a walk after I have breakfast. That's a great ha- like habit stack. Like, you already have breakfast. Well, if you do have breakfast, do that. Or whenever you eat, go for a walk. Like, you've got your trigger, which you've ate with your fruit or veggies or whatever, and then, then you're going for a walk. And that's like two habit stacks already in like a space of like an hour, not even. Yeah. So, you just got to figure out what you're doing throughout your week or your days plan your days accordingly and go, okay, what's one thing I can do that I can habit stack on something that I'm already doing to make it so easy that like I won't even feel it like because I think you get a lot of pushback when especially when you're demotivated or whatever. Like at the start of the year, it's going to be great. It's going to be easy. So, try not to go like too much out the gates um, but the things that's going to stick the most is if you have stack and put it on things that you already do throughout your life.
1: Yeah. So, you mentioned Coffee early on in the piece there, uh, a, a simple one there could be okay. When I start making my coffee, I then hold a plank while the coffee machine is going through its process, or just something simple like that. You mentioned the walk after food; they're they're all great points. But I, th- I think the key takeaway there is something you already do, align mm-hmm. something to it that will help. That is a process that will help get you towards this long term goal, and be consistent with it so keeping it there it, it should be a relative ease too it shouldn't be something so difficult that's like you get pushback from it it should be okay and then you'll again once you once you do that healthy habit that's already stuck to another one you'll again get that dopamine and it'll be a a, a feedback loop of okay i got i feel positive after doing that and then you'll be incentivized to do it again so mm-hmm. habit stacking is point number one in regards to creating habits the other one or another one would be change your environment so i use this one in terms of a water bottle if a water bottle is in my sight i'm going to be much more likely to go haven't had water in a while should probably have a drink if i have so personally in my cupboard i have chocolate i love chocolate chocolate is fantastic however i hide chocolate on the bottom shelf at the back of the cupboard where it is completely out of my eyesight so i'm not reminded that i have chocolate in the cupboard Then if I randomly go, "Mm, I feel like chocolate, I know that it's in there and I can go grab it if I want it. However, it's out of my environment and out of my eyesight. If it's in my eyesight, you best believe I'm thinking about damn chocolate.
0: Yep. Yeah, exactly. If it's in the house, it's going to get eaten no (laughs) matter what. (laughs) And just changing that, like having fruit out like on a bowl, on a kitchen table, you're going to be like, oh, you know, I'm hungry. There's some fruit. I'll just grab that instead of like... Having chocolate out there, like I know it's Christmas time, or well, it's just gone Christmas time. So you're probably going to have like um, chocolate all over the place from uh, everyone giving you presents and that have it, and then just either hide it or 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 just give it away again because your environment plays such a big role, especially if you're coming home from work and you're tired, and that's when shit hits the fan late at night, and you're like, oh, what do I have? And if it's in the house, it's gonna it's gonna get eaten. So, that's why we preach about like, not preach, but like we speak about when you go to the shops, don't buy the shit and if you really want it, once you're home and you're in a situation, you have to go and drive to the shops again to go get it, especially if you're like on a fat loss phase or something. It's just like don't have that temptation there because the environment plays a huge role and it depends also who you're with as well. So, like if you have a partner that isn't eating as healthy as you. I know it can be hard or if you have kids as well and you have to oh I've got to have, you know, this food for the kids and stuff, like, all right, fair enough. But make sure that they're in the kids section away as well, like where they can't see it. So then you won't be able to see it too. So then it's just easier for you not to be like, oh, you know, I might just have some of that. So you've got to play around with it. Obviously we're not we're not fathers. Um so we 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 can't, you know speak to that as much but i i do know from talking to mothers and fathers and that that i know it is hard but it's like they will eat um what you give them to a certain degree like Mm. if you train them in a certain way like if they're always eating junk obviously they're going to want the junk more but if you slowly start to introduce healthier options then their environment's going to get better and so is yours so then like the treats will come in like i know With my family, it was treats of ice cream at night. So, it wasn't always like shit around, which is great. But I know unfortunately, some people, it's just easier for them to grab the easy option. So, if you can kind of change your environment and your kids' environment will get better, it'll be healthier for them as well for long term. And they'll have good habits growing up to be a good parent as well for their kids. So, it's a big compound interest and a big circle of life of you're, you're in control right now. So make sure you're paving the way for your future generations to eat and live a healthy lifestyle.
1: Now, I want to combine the two points that we've just talked about. So changing your environment and habit stacking together. So I talked about planking whilst your coffee is being made. Put a post-it note on the coffee machine, hold a plank. You are more than capable. Maybe a little reminder for you. One, you've changed your environment and two, you're stacking a habit together. So you actually combine the two points together, which may make you more likely to go through with the habit. If you've got some resistance there about going, hmm, a plank's hard, do I really want to do it? Do I get that positive feedback afterwards? Yes. Is it worth it? The hard sacrifice I have to go through? Maybe not. If you've got that there and it's like you are capable, you will thank yourself for doing it. Again, you'll be more likely to do it because you've changed your environment and you've stacked it to the habit of, well, I'm going to be waiting for the coffee anyway. So you can combine the two and- reap the benefits.
0: Mm. Yeah, look, if I'm going to put my coffee on and get on a plate, I'll probably just fucking fall asleep on the ground, bro. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I think I might just do some breathing exercises or something. (laughs) I know a lot of people can't function without their coffee in the morning. Um, So in saying that, make sure you get a good night's sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the third
1: point about creating habits and where you can implement habits is changing who you spend your time with and associating yourself with more people who align with the person that you want to be. So this could be, you could associate yourself with, I don't know, a group fitness class. Not that I like group fitness classes, but you're all like-minded people doing the same thing. Or you could go, hang on, I, I really want to get into powerlifting. I'm going to go join a powerlifter gym where I can associate myself with people that are better powerlifters than me and I can learn from them and grow from them. So invest your time wisely with those who you associate with regularly. I believe it's you are the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with. So choose wisely where you invest your own time and who you invest that
0: time with. Yep. And this one is a big one when it comes to party people and drinking (laughs) partners and stuff like that. If you're in a certain stage in your life, you're getting on it every weekend and that, and now you're like, wanting to change your life because it's the new year, 2023, let's go, new year, new year, and you want to stop drinking or whatever and get healthier, if you're still hanging around those same people that are going out every weekend, Mm -hmm. it's going to be very hard for you to not drink and go out because you are hanging around with them and then they're all drinking. You may may go out a few times sober, like if you really like them, but just really reevaluate who you are what your goals are and does that align? Do they align with what your goals are? And if they're really close friends, maybe you can make the exception to like only see them outside of that group that always are drinking and stuff. But really, unfortunately, sometimes you just kind of have to go, no, I'm not doing that shit anymore. And if they're a really true friend, they might even just follow suit and just do it on, on the occasion instead of every single weekend because it's the same shit every week day in day out and that's not like in my opinion you're just not growing growing from that and it is hard like letting go of friends that you've had all this time with and you know what is it like people in your life for a reason a season or a lifetime or something like that i heard um that's so great. Just, i like that yeah um, I, I've heard that a couple of times. I think one of my, um, one of my clients taught me that. So shout out. So you just got to go, all right, who, who is this person and, and what are they adding to my life? Because you can get stuck in that right. You're like, oh yeah, no, I, I was going to do this, but now like, I'm still going out like, no, that's not what you want. That's not your value right now. You need to just disassociate from that person and it could be hard because it, it may even be a family member as well. Yeah. Like, just, and it is hard. Um, and especially with these friends, like, you have that whole sunk cost fallacy like, oh, I've been friends with them for this long. Mm-hmm. It's like, that does not matter. They are not serving you now. So, this is a season of your life. Now, you're changing seasons, you're changing years. So, keep going with that.
1: Yeah. This does sound cutthroat, but I mean, you've only got one shot at this life, right? And you only really need to look after one person, and, and that is, that is, that is you. So, why not make the most for yourself? And yes, you may have to say goodbye to a few friends. doesn't mean you have to say goodbye forever, but it's just like, a, okay, this is, this is holding me back because I'm spending time with people that are constantly going out or that choose behaviors that don't align with my goals. So I need to start associ- associating, spending more time with people. I still have friends that I used to party with a lot back in the day, but I very, very, very rarely see them. And it's because my goals are now different to what their goals are. We still remain close and we still get along fantastic when we do spend time together, but I just spend less time with them now and more time with other people that align with my goals and lifestyle and the way they want to live my life. It's just the way that it is.
0: (laughs) It is. It is. And you've just got to take a good hard look at yourself and go, all right, what do I actually want? And not blame other people for your actions. Like no one is keeping you at this party no one is making you go out like you are in control of your actions so just if you are saying to yourself oh you know i i can't like lose weight or whatever because i'm always going out every weekend it's like yeah that's the problem (laughs) like you're going out every weekend so change your environment change the people you hang out with and you will reap the benefits and know how good you can feel and you'll be like fuck why i don't even know how i got like went out every weekend i've said that to myself so many times i'm like fuck I can't do it anymore. I'm, one, I'm getting older. <laughs> and, and, and two, obviously, I'm hanging around with you know different people that aren't. I'm just in a different phase of my life, different season of my life. And mm-hmm. some people just don't get out of that season, do they? Um, so, it's unfortunate. But you have the capability and you have the power to make a decision to get rid of these people or just get in a different environment that will serve you. So, signing up to a gym, meeting people online that have the same goals as you and not worrying about what other people are saying because it's going to be hard. They're going to be like, oh, what are you doing? Why don't you come hang out with us and stuff? And it's like that initial motivation at the start is going to be really hard, but just push through it because you know that it's going to serve you better in the long run. Mm -hmm.
1: Now, I would argue this last point about habits and creating habits is probably the most important, at least for myself anyway. Now, that is choose the words wisely in how you speak to yourself and look to change your identity or how you view yourself. So rather than be like, I want to go to the gym, start speaking about yourself of, I am a person that goes to the gym and reinforce that to yourself. I am a person that chooses to eat healthy, not, oh, I have to eat healthy in order to lose weight. So the way that you speak to yourself is so, so pivotal in how you will continue to behave and react in your behaviors and habits. I believe there was a study done in Japan where they had a plant, uh, two plants in two separate rooms, same environment, same conditions. In one room, they went into the plant and they were like, you're a bad plant, you're an evil plant, you're you're a terrible plant. In the other room, they went in, you're a beautiful plant. They spoke to the plant nicely and softly. And there's thousands and millions of cells within those plants. The one that they spoke badly to Started to wilt and started to die, and the other one thrived in this the other room. That they're, they're the same plant, same environment, different rooms, just spoken to differently, and the plants change shape. I believe the same thing happens with water. So, the, the conversation that happens around water will change the molecules in it. So, if there's arguing and aggressiveness surrounding the water, and then there's a really positive one. The molecular structure of the water will change. So, don't think that we are we are millions of cells as humans. The way that you speak to yourself and the way you um, talk to yourself or identify yourself is really, really pivotal in your progress of creating habits and achieving your long term goal.
0: Yeah, it's in, it's important to listen to the scripts that you're telling yourself. Mm. So, you got to catch yourself. You you really got to catch yourself of like what you're saying to yourself, especially when it comes around health and fitness of like, if you are going to the gym and you're saying, oh, I have to go to the gym again, bang, stop. Stop yourself right there. You don't have to go to the gym. You get to go to the gym. You are a person that goes to the gym. You have this positive light upon it because speaking like I have to go is it feels like a burden. It sounds like a burden and that's not what you want. This is like a lifelong journey of getting healthy and lifting weights and eating health, like all this kind of stuff. It's a great thing that we have that we can – we have all this information to do this and there are people that, you know, have to fucking walk for water. Like, it's crazy. So, the way you speak to yourself is highly, highly important because that change of identity, especially if you're oh, – I always go, um, you know, to fast food after I finish work. Like, that's just me. Now, you drive past it and you drive to the gym. That's a That's an identity shift and you have to get out of that mindset – and it's going to creep in here and there because it's the easier route. It is the easier route. But for long term, it is better for you to do the hard things now so then you can reap the rewards when you are older. You don't want to be like laying like on a bed taking a shitload of pills just to like function. Like this is the hard work now and you will enjoy it. And if you don't enjoy it, <laughs> find something that you do enjoy. Yeah, so I believe the saying is...
1: um Doing the hard work today will make today difficult, but tomorrow easier. Mm. So you're best off doing the hard work now and changing that identity, catching yourself when you speak to yourself. Like just a simple, oh, I am fat. No, no, no. You are not fat. You have fat and you can go about creating healthy habits to go about changing that if that is something that you choose to change. So, just little catches of the way that you speak to yourself is is so, so very important.
0: Mm, yeah. And like you could do some journaling as well around it and then mm-hmm. look back of like... That's a great point. Yeah, of what you've been saying to yourself. Like, So, it, it is hard because these are just things that you just... You randomly say and you probably don't even notice that you're saying that either. Like unless someone calls you out, out on it. And um, that's why... I try and call out people in a nice way mm-hmm. of like, okay, let's just change language because language, it's there for a reason and just small little tweaks can really put you in a positive direction to the right way where we want to go because its it may sound so small but words really do have power mm-hmm. in the way that you talk to yourself. So, try and catch yourself. I know it's hard but like just... Try and reevaluate, like just take a whole day of like, okay, what am I actually saying to myself around health and fitness right now? Because that's what we're talking about. Like it could be in all areas of life, but like specifically right now, if we're talking about, you know, eating healthy or whatever of like going to the gym or whatever, just really take in what you are saying and just write it down or just make a mental note of it and go, okay, next time I'm going to say this instead of this, because this is not helping right now. Like I'm stuck in this because of this invisible script that I've been saying to myself for so long. So just be very, very mindful of this. It's going to take time. It's not just an overnight thing. Like you might change it for a little bit and then you're back to your old habits. And that's not what we want. It's obviously going to happen because the road is up and down, up and down. Mm-hmm. But as long as we're slowly creeping up on that linear line going up, that's all you can ask for and just go bit by bit and just be kind to yourself because it's a long journey and everyone has different situations it's some harder than others but again that situation right now is the hardest the hardest thing for you is the hardest thing for you like mm. the worst thing that's ever happened to you is the worst thing that's ever happened to you and trying to compare with other things like other people it's just uh a, it's a, a shit road to go down so yeah really those those scripts that you're telling yourself just just be mindful of what you're saying
1: I love that you talked about catching yourself, but then you mentioned if you catch others or someone catches you, you do have to be tactful in the way that you do it, but being able to bring awareness to someone about, hey, no, no, you're not. You shouldn't speak about yourself like that. I feel that's a a fantastic tool to potentially bring awareness to someone else. Or if you've changed your environment of the friends that you associate with and you hang around. And you can just say to them, hey, if you hear me say something negative about myself in regards to my body image, my body composition, my my strength, whatever it may be, call me out on it, then that can be a good way to go, okay, hang on, I didn't realize I was doing that. So yes, you need to be aware, uh, self-aware enough and catch yourself, but it can also be beneficial for someone else to catch you and for you to catch others. You just have to make sure that it's done in the right and appropriate way.
0: Yeah. Because some people do feel very defensive mm-hmm. in the way you say, it, and you just say, you can't say like, "Oh, you're always saying that to yourself." Be like, "This is what I'm hearing from my perspective about the way that you're talking to yourself." Again, small little tweaks to language, but it's very important that you speak like that instead of a very direct, where people will get very uh, defensive.
1: Okay. So that's the main point of habits done and how to create habits and processes that will lead you to your long-term goal, which you have set, which is appropriate and difficult, but still attainable. But you may need some accountability and someone to check in on you or a way to check in on yourself to ensure that you are making progress towards your goal. Now, there's several ways you can do that. You can have some sort of check-in process with yourself, like a weekly review, maybe a journal, something like that. You could have a friend. Now, a friend that does it with you would would be the way that I would probably lean towards because then you're both going through the same hardships together. Um, your goals may be slightly different, but it's still like a we're, we're in this together mentality. And the other one, which would probably be my preferred method, would be to hire a coach.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's a, that's the top one because they know what they're talking about, and they could be quite objective, uh, keeping you accountable. Um, obviously, we're a lot biased because we are coaches. Um, so if you can't afford a coach, um, a friend or someone that will give you honest feedback, just checking in in on them. And in my honest opinion, weekly is probably the preferred method because once you start stretching it to fortnightly and monthly, it can be very very easy just to kind of go off a little bit, just off track. So especially at the start, when you haven't got those habits and and your goals all all set up, it's really important at the start just to go a little bit harder and a little bit more frequently. And then you can kind of pull off the gas just that little bit once you've got those habits set. Um, there's nothing worse than just going, Oh yeah, I'll catch up with you in a month and you're like, What have you done in a month? It's like, I have no idea what I've done. Like it's <laughs> it's like trying to figure out what you do in a week is hard enough than like a whole month so again like you said even just writing down what you've been doing your wins for the week your little actional goals like and just reviewing it like making sure that you know you're actually heading in the right direction and making sure that you are tracking certain things that you want to track um, whether that be weight measurements pitches uh, whatever you want to do like just whatever this is just have a little list of the things that you want to make sure that you're tracking. So you are heading in that right direction because if you don't track it, you don't know where you're going. So you can set this goal or whatever, but like once, once, uh, once you've finished the week or whatever, you're like, I think I'm losing weight or I think I'm getting stronger. Mm-hmm. But like if you don't know, if you haven't written down, you won't know. So it's just really important to make sure that you are writing these things down. So then you can look back and go, okay. No, this is how far I've come because we tend to only know what we've just recently recency um, bias. Yeah, recency bias or that like availability bias of this is what I have available in my head right now. I just remembered my bench last week, but I can't remember it like a month ago. <laughs> so and you, and especially with the mirror like spoke about before you can barely recognize yourself um because you're always seeing yourself in the mirror every day, you won't know unless you say take a picture. And then you can like put two and two together side by side and you go, okay, wow, I can see the difference. Um, And then you go, all right. And then that can re-motivate you into continuing on along your journey. You can only manage what you measure. So
1: if you are measuring your calorie intake and it's not giving you the desired result, you can then manage your calorie intake, lower it, and then it can lead you towards your fat loss goal. Or if your goal is building muscle, you can then increase it and put yourself towards that. Muscle building goal. Same goes for um, measuring your weight. You can manage your weight if you continually measure it. Your waist circumference, photos, whatever it may be, you can only manage what you measure. Now, I do want to elaborate a little bit on why I said a coach would be my preferred method. So a friend is great and a friend would be great if there was even better, if they were going through it with you and there was some sort of monetary like a bet involved Because Mm. if people tend to invest money, i.e. in a coach or a bet like I'm talking about, they tend to have a larger investment in achieving said goal. So that's probably the main reason why plus the knowledge of a coach being able to pass it on to you and educate you along the way. But that monetary investment cannot be understated. I I think that's majority of the reason why supplements work. (laughs) Mm. <laughs> is that the money investment is like, oh, I've invested all this money. I better go through with it and continue to make the other changes necessary in order to achieve my goal. So I just wanted to elaborate on that a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Like, um, because checking in with a friend, like, oh, you know, have you have you done your workouts this week? It's like, nah, I'll go next week. And especially if one is like, if you've just started this journey and you're both very... um not very well educated in what you're actually doing you could just be hissing in the wind basically like (laughs) just it's just not gonna happen like you think you're you're going oh yeah we'll go together we'll go for walks and stuff yeah great but then like what's gonna happen like three months down the line when you're just doing the same thing over and over again and not seeing those results you are keeping yourself accountable but it's like what was your actual goal at the start like even if your goals aren't the same having someone there that will push you just enough so they can keep going because that's where what really can help is when you don't feel like doing something but the other person is like no let's do this you need someone like that you you can't you can't have someone in your corner that's going to be like oh it's okay like and then try and rationalize why you didn't go to the gym like you got to be responsible for yourself as well so that responsibility it can't be on that person like you're responsible for yourself they're there to kind of push you when you when you're like low motivation but at the end of the day, it's your responsibility for your own health and you can't just always rely on someone there for you. Like they can only guide you especially and that's why Brock's saying that a coach is probably the best out of all the things instead of like friends or family that would be like just check on you once a week and they don't know what to look for. You know what I mean? Like they, they don't know like what you're going through they may be going through it with you, but they don't know how to tackle the certain situations, what's going on. Um, it can work, but I think the rate would be a lot lower unless you hire someone that has a lot more experience in you know getting your fitness journey going. So Absolutely. it's a cheeky cheeky plug for us, but it's like even if we weren't coaches, I would still say like it's it's very important like for people to to get you going. And then once you have those skills then you can go off and you can like teach your friends or whatever. So
1: to give a more personal example, I've been managing this this forearm injury for a while now and we record the podcast regularly and you ask me, how's the forearm going, mate? I am seeking professional advice in a physio and osteo moving forward as a way to overcome that issue and have the goal of having a pain-free forearm because... Mm-hmm they're a specialist in the area and they've worked with hundreds of people probably on the same injury. So that's a little little personal caveat there of me being a shit coach to myself. I've waited way too long to get that done. So I just yeah. need to hire the professional in order to achieve the goal or the reward that I want. Now, speaking of reward, I think having a reward for reaching some of your smaller goals, which will ultimately lead to your big long-term goal, are really beneficial. Now, it may not always be a reward. It could potentially be a punishment. So I don't want you to think of, oh, I'm punishing myself for not doing something. But I want to give an example that my mother used recently with my younger brothers. So she's constantly trying to get them to clean their rooms after themselves. They're a bit crotty. They're young teenage boys. They don't really clean their room well. So every time their room was clean, she was giving them money as like a reward to incentivize them to maintain a clean room. When she realized that wasn't working, she was like, okay, if your room isn't clean, you have to give me money for your room not being clean. She called me the other night. She's like, you wouldn't believe it. Their rooms have all been clean. <laughs> so, there, there is as, as much as rewards do work, sometimes maybe some sort of punishment may also work. So, like I mentioned, with that friend that's keeping you accountable or whoever it may be that's keeping you accountable, could be a case of, okay, if you don't do this, you buy me a steak this week. Or if you don't tick all your boxes, you buy me a steak. But if you do tick all your boxes, I'll buy you the steak and we can go out and have that steak together or whatever it may be. I'm just using steak as an example.
0: Mm, Yeah. The, The loss is a lot harder than a gain. So, you can use that to your advantage. Um, and if you are, say, dieting and you're, you've are you stuck to your calories or you are stuck to your habits that you wanted to do throughout the week, personally, I do not like um, food as a reward just because it can like, you know, cheat days or whatever and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's like, oh, I've been all good this whole week. Now, I can, you know, have this cheat day or cheat meal or whatever. Like, I don't like those kind of rewards. I do like it like outside, like, um, you know, you get to see a movie, or you go for a massage, or something away from the goal that you're trying to achieve, because then you're associating. I get, I've done all this, and now I can kind of blow it on what said said meal, which it can ruin your progress. So we've spoke about cheat meals before, and how we don't like the wording around them. Um, if you want something delicious, just work it in. There's nothing wrong with that, but yeah, I prefer having rewards that don't relate to the actual goal that you've set for yourself because it can just put put a bit of a, a wrinkle in the way that you're you're trying to achieve it's just kinda two steps forward, once one or two steps back. So I uh,
1: I hope I wasn't misinterpreted there when I was talking about a stake. Like uh, I'm assuming the stake would have already been pre planned in their whatever their their goal or method methodology was because it was going to happen regardless. It's just who would be paying for it would be different. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Okay. I just didn't want no, to make you're sure good, I was interpreted.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. You're good. I just, I just wanted to make sure that like you're not rewarding yourself with like junk and shit. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stacks but, great,
1: but <laughs> but it 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 could it could be literally anything. So, like we mentioned, habit stacking earlier, coffee, holding a plank. Your reward for doing the plank is you then get to have the coffee. Like <laughs> it could be something as simple as that, or it's like, okay, what can I what can I add with that habit There's a like a, a reward system for me for going through that difficult thing that i didn't potentially want to do so yeah rewards and and punishments both both equally work but like you said the loss seems to hit so much harder than the gain does it
0: does it's called loss aversion and it's a bitch so oh well get that on the big jobs don't you?
1: yep okay
0: <laughs> point number three in regards to
1: accountability is to focus purely on yourself and not others so i believe this is called Comparisonitis. It's a crippling disease where people continually compare themselves and their results to others. You're on your own journey. Like it's like comparing two books, right? One's fiction, one's non fiction. You've opened this one up at chapter five or chapter ten, and you're in chapter one. Like it's completely unfair comparison. So comparison is the thief of joy. Stop doing it. Just focus purely on yourself and be accountable to yourself. And hold yourself to the standard that you want to hold yourself to.
0: That's it. Quote from uh, Theodore Roosevelt, there, mate. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Comparison is the thief of joy, and it's a bitch sometimes. It's it's hard, especially when you've got like all this social media out there of like, oh, I want to look like that. But just know that that's not going to drive you for forever. Like you need to be in a race with yourself, comparing to yourself of of where you've been how far you've come and where you want to go and be okay with where you're at because there's nothing, there's nothing worse than like, oh, I'm going to lose like 10 kilos and you've lost, say, three or four kilos and you're like, fuck, Timmy over there has lost seven and you're like, fuck, like, what's going on? Like, it's this is shit, why am I losing faster? And it's like, no, like, don't compare them. You've lost like three or four kilos right now. That's amazing. And mm. you've probably... Like we said, you've got other goals that you're trying to get stronger in. So comparing that is you want to you grab all them together and just tunnel vision. Like this is you, you against you, you're doing this for you and obviously other family and, and all that kind of stuff and block out anything that's going to deviate from the plan because then you'll get discouraged very much so and it's going to set you off, off on the wrong track and we don't want that. We want you steaming ahead, not getting off that cart everyone fucking talks about. Um, so <laughs> you know, if, or the wagon, whatever it is. Like, if you keep falling off the wagon, you're on the wrong fucking wagon. So, yeah, this is much easier said than done, though.
1: So, oh yeah, similar to creating a calorie deficit in nature. A calorie deficit sounds really, really simple. It's actually quite difficult to execute. Otherwise, we wouldn't be in the middle of an obesity epidemic. But this is this is something that's it's it's a natural human instinct to compare to others i mean we literally have the olympics which is people competing against one another <laughs> so yeah. yeah and everything is there's a there's a there's a first place in majority of things so yeah it's it's something that's much easier said than done but if you can purely focus in on yourself and just make this a battle of you versus you then there won't be that disheartened or discouraged um factor of comparing yourself to someone else there's a fair chance that there's someone out there that has it better than you but there's also a fair chance that you've got it better than someone else so you should just focus on yourself and and what you have the capabilities of doing and that will be a much smoother and comfortable path to reaching your goal yep (laughs) pretty well (laughs) Okay, so a quick recap on the first potty of 2023. You want to leverage the fresh start of the new year. I know it's the third, but it's still the new year. It's the first week of the new year. Leverage that fresh start. Then you want to set goals. You want to set an appropriate goal, something that's difficult, but still attainable. Have some short-term, long-term goals. Focus on the process, which will ultimately leave you to your outcome and be flexible. So be flexible in the way that you reach your goal, And the actual goal itself, we all adapt and change throughout the year. So just be flexible there. And we talked about habits and habit stacking, changing your environment, who you spend your time with, and how you speak to yourself. These are all key components in creating habits that will get you to your long-term goal and the process along the way. And we talked about accountability. Who's going to hold you to maintain those habits to reach those goals? So it could be a friend, a coach, uh, yourself, it could be a monetary investment. You could have some sort of reward complex. And the final point was lose comparisonitis. Stop comparing yourself to others. It's a crippling disease and it, it can easily derail and demotivate you. But uh, that's the first potty for 2023 done and dusted. Yeah. We'd like to wish you all the best for 2023 and uh, hope you achieve, hope this podcast helps you achieve. Your new year's resolutions and they don't fall to the wasteland like last year and the year previous. But that's a wrap for today's episode. We just want to say thank you so much for listening to us. If you enjoyed or took any value at all from this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you took a screenshot and shared it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us at brain.body.movement at Brad Dapper and at Brock underscore Douglish. We would also love if you shared it with family and friends and left us a five star review. And don't forget to turn on post notifications so you don't miss an episode in the future. But before we go, if we can leave you with a few things, make your damn bed, get your steps in, and be kind to one another. Cheers. Yet still attainable. So choosing the right goal
0: is very, very important. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, they have to be difficult enough that you will attain it, like, but not so difficult Hey, what what did I just say?